Welcome to the Tree Leaf Zendo podcast. Tree Leaf is a Soto Zen Sangha available anytime, anywhere at treeleaf.org. Come sit with us. Encountered yet rarely perceived. Now we see, hear, receive, and maintain this. May we all realize that the Tagata's true meaning. Thank you. And thank you all for being here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the birth of the baby Buddha. And what is uh, what is Waisak? Um, in Japan, it's celebrated as a Hanamatsuri on the 8th of uh, April, as Jundo has already mentioned. And uh, in the rest of the world, it's known as Buddha Day. And celebrated celebrates his birthday, his death, his enlightenment, every all of the all of the events in his life. All at one time, and uh, whereas in in Japan we celebrate uh, Rohatsu in, in early December, his enlightenment, and uh, Parinirvana in February is his passing. So um, April, it's April the eighth in in uh, Japan. But it's uh, this year, May the 19th, in uh, other parts, and, and that happens to be the first full moon in, in May. Well, well, we'll see a little little difference further down, but uh, it's it's celebrated by, by having very colorful parades and decorations, picnics, games, they build pavilions uh, for monks to sit meditation and uh, do orioki, and uh, it um, includes uh, meditation of large groups, such as it uh, as some uh, uh, detail of, of uh, Buddha Day. Vesak is an Upasatha day of observance for Theravada Buddhists in many Asian countries. It celebrates the birth of Buddha and his enlightenment. Buddhists in all parts of the world can mark this special day in a variety of ways, but the chief of them is following the eight eight uh, precepts. This Buddha day fast. And, me- and meditate on these principles of conscious conduct. So, honoring life, you fast from taking a human or animal life. For generosity, you fast from stealing and taking from others. For sexual integrity, 
you embrace celibacy and refrain from sexual activity. And wrong speech, you refrain from words that hurt others, as well as lying, deception, and manipulation. Sobriety, fast from alcohol and drugs. Eating, eat in the morning, after sunrise, and before noon. Modest reverence, fast from music of all kinds, as well as adorning yourself with accessories. And sleeping, refrain from sleeping too much or sleeping in lavish places. So, who was the Buddha? And why do we celebrate his birthday? Buddha preferred to be known, although he, 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 he wasn't the founder of a religion, he preferred not to be thought of as that. He preferred to be thought of as a teacher or a guide, a physician treating the maladies of the human condition. He taught methods to alleviate the suffering, this anguish, the, the pervasive dissatisfaction that characterizes the human condition. He didn't ask his followers to take his, these teachings on faith. Rather, he asked them to test these principles for themselves. So here we are, 2,500 years later, doing just that as we sit down to meditate. And it is for this reason that we celebrate the birthday of this being who gave humanity a dharma, a set of livable truths that were, when embraced, lead to an enduring and abiding engagement with life. Having said that, the Buddha was just a man who discovered a remedy for suffering, or dukkha, we're given a number of versions of how he was born and how he got here. Not quite the normal human birth. As we see above in, in Asvagosha's, um, Asvagosha was the 12th patriarch in India. He tells us in, in his uh, epic poem, Buddha Karita, and I'll just... Uh, Read that. This is, uh, of course, an excerpt from, from the uh, Buddha Karita. We don't have time for the whole, the whole poem. Uh, then one day, by the king's permission, the queen, having great longing in her mind, went with the inmates of the gynaceum into the garden of Lumbini. As the queen supported herself by a bough which hung laden with a the weight of flowers, the Bodhisattva suddenly came forth, cleaving open her womb, her womb. At that time, the constellation Pushya was auspicious, and from the side of the queen, who was purified by her vow, her son was born for welfare of the world, without pain and without illness. Like the sun bursting from a cloud in the, in the morning, so he too 
when he was born from his mother's womb, made the world bright like gold, bursting forth with rays which dispelled the darkness. As soon as he was born, the thousand-eyed Indra, Indra, well-pleased, took him gently, bright like a golden pillar, and two pure streams of water fell down from heaven upon his head with piles of man mandara flowers. Carried about by the chief shuras, and delighting them with the rays that streamed from his body, he surpassed in beauty the new moon as it rests on a mass of evening clouds. On a new moon, celebrated on the full moon. The uh, Encyclopedia Britannica states, he determined that he should be born the son of a king, Shodadana, of the Shakya clan, whose capital was Kapklavastu, and shortly thereafter, his mother, the queen Mayamaya, dreamed that a white elephant had entered her womb. Ten lunar months later, as she strolled in the garden of Lumbidi, the child emerged from under her right arm. He was able to walk and talk immediately. A lotus flower blossomed under his foot at each step, and apparently he took seven steps, and he announced that this would be his last lifetime. Not so natural a birth. The... Uh, Lata Vistera Sutra in chapter 7 gives a very eloquent description, very lengthy description. In fact, the, uh, the sutra is probably uh, 10 pages here for, for chapter 7. The first nine pages prepare you for the event. It talks about um, monks in this way, 10 months passed, and the time came for the Bodhisattva to take birth. At that time, 32 omens occurred in King Sudadana's parks. All flowers budded and blossomed in the ponds, all blue, red, and white lotus. Flowers also budded and blossomed, new fruit, flower, trees from the earth budded and came into blossom and it goes on and on no, for nine pages after which it tells you when Maya Deva arrived in Lumbini Grove she stepped down from her fine chariot as humans and divine maidens encircled her and wandered from tree to tree and from grove to grove, and she looked among all the trees and eventually arrived beneath a very special and exquisite fig tree. Its branches spread out full of lush leaves and clusters of blossoms, 
and further adorned with numerous human and divine flowers, richly scented cloths, and many so on and so on and so forth. So there's somewhere in the stories it uh, it goes on to say that. Uh, In that, in that time, when a, a woman was uh, ready to give birth, uh, she would uh, go begin the, the trip to her mother's hometown, or back to her mother. And uh, there's another version that I that I read that um, there it was a story, the story told by a midwife that was present at the time. Uh, they sort of knew this was going to happen, right? The uh, Mahapadadana Sutra, the great discourse of lineage, lays out the rules of entry for Buddhas or Bodhisattvas to be born as Buddhas into the world. Uh, in this... Mahapadana Sutra, the great discourse of lineage. Buddha lays out uh, and tells of, of uh, six previous Buddhas that had had entered the, the world, and um, uh, starting from ninety-one eons prior to that. Uh, Fully enlightened Buddha, the Pasi, arose in the world. He was born into the Katiya race and arose in the Katiya family. He was of the Kodana clan. The span of his life was 80,000 years. He gained his full enlightenment at the foot of a trumpet tree, a trumpet flower tree. I've got one of those in my backyard, and does it spread? And he had the pair of noble disciples, Kanda and Tissa, as his chief followers. He had three assemblies of disciples, one 68 million, uh, six, six million eight hundred thousand, one of a hundred thousand, and one of eighty thousand monks, all arhats. His chief personal attendant was the monk Ashoka. His father was King Banduma, and his mother was Queen Bandumanadi. The king capital was Bandumati. And so, monks, the Bodhisattva Vipassi descended from the Tusudi Tusudi. Heaven, mindful and clearly aware, into his mother's womb, and this monks is the rule. And he goes on to say, it was the rule for five other Buddhas before him. It was a rule. He entered his mother's womb, and four divas came to protect him. From the four quarters saying let no man no human being no thing whatsoever harm the bodhisattva 
of this Bodhisattva's mother. That is the rule. It is the rule that when he entered his mother's womb, his mother becomes nature virtuous, refraining from taking life, from taking what is not given, from sexual misconduct, from lying speech, or from strong drink and sloth-producing drugs. That is the rule. And it goes on to say that, um, well, as you've already been noted in, in uh, the, the, the post that uh, Jundo put up last month about uh, Waysack, uh, the the mother is is uh, uh, visited by a white elephant and uh, in a dream. And the white elephant offers her a lotus, pink lotus, and places the pink lotus in her womb. And as he does that, he gets in himself. So she's got a white elephant in her. And uh, that happens 10 months before the birth. That's the rule, according to this sutra. Further to that, uh, <clears throat> he is to be born, as, as, as noted, that uh, comes out of the side of the mother and uh, stands and puts one points up to the sky and down to the ground and says, between heaven and earth, I am the ruler of all. And, of course, it, it, as it said, it, he... Uh, he proclaimed that this was his last birth. So, there's another nice story here. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh eloquently tells the 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 light in the in the life of Buddha, old path, white clouds. He describes the birth like this: Mahamaya Siddhartha's mother, the wife of the great king of the Indian Shakya plan, had a pre premonitory dream before giving birth to him. A magnificent white elephant with six tusks descended from heaven, surrounded by a chorus of beautiful phrases, and the elephant approached her in skin white as a mountain snow. It held a brilliant pink lotus flower in its trunk and placed the flower within the queen's body. Then the elephant, too, entered her effortlessly. And all at once, she was filled with deep ease and joy. The king summoned all the local holy men to divine, to divine the meaning of this dream. And their conclusion was that um, they said, Your Majesty, the queen will give birth to a son who will be a great leader. He is destined to become either a mighty emperor who rules throughout the four directions or a great teacher who will show the way of truth to all beings in heaven and earth. It was custom in those days. Here, here's the story of 
The custom in those days, the woman returned to her parents' home to give birth. And Mahamaya set out for Ramagama, the capital of Kolia. Along the way, she stopped to rest in the garden of Lumbini, and the forest was filled with flowers and singing birds and peacocks fanned their splendid tails in the morning light. Admiring an Ashok tree in full bloom, the queen walked towards it. When suddenly feeling unsteady, she grabbed a branch of the Ashok tree to support her. And just at that moment, still holding the branch, Queen Mahayana gave birth to a radiant sun. Well, the story goes on that stages, sages arrive at the scene and wash the baby. The washing, there's two, two um, spouts of water come down, one, one cool and one warm, and uh, they're, they're scented. So this is uh, why it's um, the practice is that uh, they use water to wash the, ba the, the baby Buddha to celebrate the birthday. So he was wrapped, and seven days after his birth, Maya Maya, Mahamaya died. Now, Jindo put a little note in here that there's no account of why or how, but in this uh, Maya Padana Sutra, it says that this is the rule, that she will die seven days after and go to, to city heaven to live remain there forever have a good life so after she died his aunt Mahapajapati became his 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 uh, the woman that looked after him and and she became Buddha's first woman disciple and led the order of the Shunis as an ordained nun further to that I'd like to leave you with a list of suggested family activities that can be used to celebrate the this auspicious occasion. These are the bathing of the baby Buddha on the day of Vesak, and uh, participate in a ceremony at home with your family, in which all participants will bathe the figure of the baby Buddha. You can celebrate nature by taking a walk in the in in in, in nature. Uh, you may get to be fortunate enough to go right into a thick forest, deep forest, or just to a, a city park. It's uh, good to celebrate that in spring. It's, uh, spring is new beginnings. The birth of Buddha was a new beginning and hope for this world.
So you go outside with the with the family, weather permitted. In Japan, April is a wonderful time. <laughs> In Canada, not so hot. Or go to a food bank and help out. Any kind of volunteer work is a good idea. Charitable organizations. Lighting lanterns. I believe there was a there was a link that the window put up that uh, gave you instructions to how to light the lanterns. It'd be a little like the oval lantern as well. And uh, each family can make one to symbolize both the Buddhist light and the light in each of us. If you have uh, small children, you may want to uh, hold a birthday party with a cake and everything. Right? A birthday party for the baby Buddha. Celebrate the holiday with a typical children's birthday party. Um, but with the baby Buddha as the birthday boy, invite other, especially Buddhist children, and cake and ice cream. I, I see he, he put a note here, in moderation. You can read the story. <laughs> ah, this, is, this, is a, this is the catch. You can read the story of Buddha's birth. If you're going to prepare for next year, you better start now. There's a lot of them to pick from. <laughs> Tell the, the story of Buddha's birth, early life, and continue up to slightly after his enlightenment. This story can be found in a few different versions, like Becoming Buddha or whatever. And then an elephant hunt. Where do you hide an elephant? Much like a Easter egg hunt, families of small children could enjoy an elephant hunt. I suppose little little elephants, little ceramic elephants, or little fuzzy elephants, or chocolate elephants. Do make chocolate elephants, right? Why? Because Siddhartha's mother dreamt of a white element while she became pregnant with him. So summing it all up, the, the, the rules were stated ahead of time. And I, I guess you can say that, that, um, that Buddha, like, a, like all, of, all the rest of us uh, humans, was um, delusioned deluded, and uh, he spent uh, uh, a wonderful time in, in his, uh, through his prime. Uh, his father protected him, made sure that he was uh, sheltered from seeing the woes of mankind, uh, sickness, old age, death, and uh, he was uh, married at uh, I think he was, he was he's 18 year 18 
and they uh, not at age 29 so he was married for about 10 years and had a wonderful time the um, the uh, honeymoon apparently lasted for a long long time and uh, finally he had a son born and they call him Rahula Rahula is translate as a fetter and he, he he spent nights watching his wife with the baby and realizing that if he stayed if he continued to do this he would be fettered he would be unable to achieve answer all the questions that he had he had all these questions about uh, sickness and old age and, and death and uh, he realized that everybody was subject to this so that's why he left he realized that he had to give he had to sacrifice he had to give up this good life give up good life is that if that's what you want to call it uh, it was uh, just a, a lavish uh, procession of uh, wonderful things so I had uh, a small verse that I wanted to say May all living beings have happiness and the cause of happiness. May all living beings be free from misery and the causes of misery. May all living beings never be separated from happiness, devoid of misery. May all living beings abide in equanimity, free from prejudicial attachments and aversions. Thank you. I'm, I'm uh, going to be rude, and I'm going to take the first question on this one. Can you can you hear me, Shokai? I can hear you. Okay. I have a problem. I don't believe 90% of what you just said. Yeah, by the way, it was a beautiful, beautiful talk. And the presentation and the scene... Uh, thank you so much, Shokai. It was amazing. Um, but what I'm saying is I, and I'm sitting here in Buddhist robes in front of a Buddhist statue. I'm going to speak for the skeptics. I don't believe in an elephant. Well, it was in a dream, so that's all right. But I don't believe in walking, talking babies. And uh, water that come from heaven and... Uh, I think women in those days, they actually did stand and give birth because they did in Japan here too. Uh, but uh, Okay, so does that mean I'm a bad Buddhist 
and should I turn in my robes right now? And how do I understand what you just said? Because to me, it's crazy. I'm very skeptical. What do I do, Shoka? Okay, okay. Uh, first of all, I hope you believe it was me that was talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that wasn't a controversial joke, by the way. <laughs> I have to believe you. I have to believe you. I, I, I brought out some of these, these, these differences myself, right? Where um, they're talking that he was born on a new moon as opposed to a full moon. There's a big difference. It's about 15 days, you know? So where does that stand up? Uh, where... You know, he, you're saying she stood and she held the tree. Maybe that's true that they held trees to to give birth at that time. I don't know. Uh, they used to get off and hold onto the cartwheel on the on the wagon trail, right, and have the baby in the ditch. But uh, it never came out from under their arm. <laughs> it 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 says that uh, the bodhisattva leaved her womb and came to birth, right? Um, it, it seems, it, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. Um, look, look at, look at all, look at all the other, the other sutras, all the, the, the millions and thousands and, you know, all these, all these people, we, 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 we invoke all of these people to come to our services, don't we? But do they all come with flowers and white elephants and red dragons and all this sort of stuff? I, I have to go along with you. I, I read it because I researched it and I found out that that's what they said. But how do we know that's what they said? That stuff was written 500 years after the event. 500 years. It's what they wanted what they wanted it to be, to be something wonderful. The, the, the Buddha has been made up to be something, I shouldn't say more than what he, more than what he actually was, because he did, he did a lot of good stuff. He taught for 40 years. He taught a lot of people. He, he's, he's influenced a lot of people, and he still does day upon day upon day. But, he wanted to be known as a as a human, as a human. If you go by the the go by the all the the, the poetry and the and the, the sutras and all that stuff, he doesn't look like a human, does he? But I believe that he was a human. I believe that he was a real person. He was a historical person, a historical individual. He actually was here, did here, came here, and still is here. So how do you teach it? Same way, huh? Other questions for Shokai? Come on, this is our chance. We gotta put him on the spot. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Thank you.
Doing it. Good. Thank you. Hi, uh, Shokai. Thank you for your talk. Uh, it's not a question. It's more uh, a comment on what Jundo asked. Um, I can see two levels here of, uh, of understanding. Uh, on the first level, we need the myth in order to teach ourselves to feed our imaginations, to have wonderful stories to believe that there was a person who was greater than, than the greats in this planet. And, and that inspires people and, and promotes um, goodwill among believers and followers. But now in modern times, I think the story of the Buddha is uh, of value because he was just a guy. And that's the most important part uh, for me. Yes, we, we have the, the myth, which is wonderful. We, we should all read, enjoy it, study it, and know it. But the most important or the takeaway for me is that the Buddha was just a guy as you and me and anyone else. So enlightenment is possible because he was just a guy and I am a guy. And if I dedicate myself, if I um, study, if I practice the Buddha Dharma, I might, I might go as far as he went. But that's important part that he was just a guy. So uh, we need the myth, we need to study it. It's wonderful to know it, but we must not uh, lose sight that uh, he was just a guy and that's why Buddhism is so valuable and important and relevant for, for today's society. Good point, good point. He was just a guy and it's good for us to know that because we all have the potential to do what he did, because he didn't end up as just a guy. He became a pure being, unconditional love, which is what we all are, but the potential that we all are, but we don't realize it, and we have to learn that. He learned it, and he showed us, showed us a path to find out how to do that. Yeah, it's it's nice. The stories are all nice, and 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 in in many branches of Buddhism, uh, the different flavors that you get, uh, Theravadan for certain, they have lots of lots of flourishes. Um, and to tell you the truth, that's why I'm in Zen. <laughs> Probably for the same reason that Jindo is. Any questions here in the room? You notice some parallels to that other story about the birth. You know that other one, right? With the star. Yeah? Yeah. That's uh, human. I think it's in the human heart. Too. Anybody at home? Ah, Jack Dan. Let me get you there. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> so... Do you think maybe it's fair to say maybe the story um, or whatever its variations maybe doesn't even matter because the reality is maybe even more fantastic, which is that Buddha is all the babies and all the toddlers and all the births and all the flowers and all the trees and 
So if you can wrap your head around that, then maybe it's not so fantastic. <laughs> That's true. I go along with you. Uh, we we don't really know what's out there, do we? We're just living a virtual life here inside our heads and and uh, making it what we what we think it is. But the pictures that uh, Jindo posted this morning was it this morning you put up the stuff with the, from the helicopter the the telescope. Yes. Just how unbelievably infinite this universe is. Let me just really. tell you what that was. They put all the Hubble deep space pictures together, and there are millions of stars. 2,800 stars. <laughs> they're not stars. They're galaxies. And it's in one little picture, there's thousands of galaxies. And uh, <clears throat> I, I'm... I'm uh, sort of interacting with the, with a doctor now that says that um, well everything is energy and I think we can believe that um, intellectually probably but do we really feel that do we really know that you know like in his one thing is you hold up your hand what what is in your hand what's in your hand he says so you so you take a a microscope and you get closer and closer and you look at it, you look at it, you look at it, you look, you get to the point where it's just space, space with electrical charges moving around. You know, that's, that's what everything is. Everything is energy. So yeah, the nice, the nice story, maybe, maybe, maybe it is all roses. <laughs> Lotuses, sorry. <laughs> Interesting question. Thank you. Any last questions for Shokai? I notice this every time every time I teach whatever I've taught over over <laughs> more years than I'd like to imagine. Uh, that uh, you learn things, and, and thank you. I've learned this evening. I'm going to ask uh, Kionin to recite the verse to close this. Can I close it? Can I close it? Yes, yes, yes. Please. Do I use a bell? Thank you for joining us for the Tree Leaf Zendo podcast. Tree Leaf is an online practice place for people who cannot easily attend a Zen center due to health, location, work, childcare, or family needs. We provide netcast zazen, retreats, discussion, jukai, the support of fellow practitioners, interaction with a teacher, and all other activities of a Zen Buddhist Sangha, all fully online, accessible anytime, anywhere, without charge. Come build the future of online Zen community and practice.